Silence! It's time! It's time! It's time for another episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Can you dig it, dig it sucker? Grab a cinder pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a cinder pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a cinder pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a six pack, sit back and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 365 of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. I'm as always Tyler, and joining me the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Tyler. We've made it long enough to where you can technically listen to an episode of our podcast each day to satisfy an entire year. Holy shnikes. I didn't even think about that. freaking is fantastic. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But man, in other news, I'm doing well. I have been given the okay to return back to work, so... I'm now working on my second day. I just finished my second day back in prep to reopen the uh, store that I work at. So that's that. But I've also been starting up a new series. I decided to watch a bit of Stranger Things on Netflix because I had a bit of interest in it. And from what I have... When what I've absorbed so far, it really gives me the same type of feelings that I've had when I first started watching Twin Peaks for the first time, hmm. which means a lot of mystery, a lot of intrigue, and a lot of weird paranormal or weird just events in general, just collaborating to the the thought of, okay, what's going to happen next? How are these two going to go through and get out of this or whatever? You know, it's like that mystery element I've always loved inside TV shows, and so... Finding a show that I really want to watch is very rare, but uh, I'm nearly done with the first season of Stranger Things. I want to at least invest more time into watching it over the next, I want to say, a couple weeks. I know with my work schedule now, it's going to be pretty hard to play things consistently. However, I feel like I'm going to be delving more into Netflix and seeing what else is there to offer. But uh, other than that, I've, I have been going through a couple different phases in regards to just going out and just uh, checking out different shops that are open, more predominantly the pawn shops. I mean, that's just something I've done ever since I was a teenager where, you know, my parents take me to do some pawn shop, I look around, see if I find anything decent, if I find anything else good. And what's interesting is like like yesterday on Friday well, actually yeah. No, no, not Friday. But uh, Thursday. This past Thursday that we had like 28th of May I went to two different pawn shops and I ended up finding a bunch of good retro games. I mean a bunch of fun games that I wouldn't have thought about finding otherwise, but I saw them there, and I'm like, holy shit, Pokemon Puzzle League for the N64? Dude, $15? Okay, that's that's awesome. That's like $5 more than you would have paid for it, like on the digital version on the virtual console back when the Wii was still going on. So, 
I end up buying that. I end up getting these three NES games, you know, just for the sake of I wanted to try something new on the original Nintendo, so I invested in playing in buying the games Gunsmoke. That's a Capcom game. <laughs> Never played it, but I've seen good things. Pinbot, which uh, coincidentally enough is made by Rare, Trade hmm. West. They were called back then. And uh, there's an, another game that's lesser known. I think it, it's by the company. I think it's Jalico or whatsoever. I forget. However, it's called like Tiger Heli, which is it kind of reminds me of uh, a top-down shoot 'em up. It's where you're controlling a helicopter and you go on like uh, up in order to progress and shoot and destroy different enemies and this and that. But uh, I bought those. I ended up picking up. A PS4 copy, a physical copy of The Last of Us Remastered, because nice. I, I know I got it digitally through PlayStation Plus, but I wanted a physical copy for my collection, so I've satisfied that. <laughs> Trying to see what else that I find. Oh yeah, the last one I found was a DS game. A DS game I haven't played in years, and I regretted selling it because it became hard to find. And it was a pretty good Sonic game, honestly. And I'm talking about Sonic Rush for the DS. It was ten bucks. <laughs> it didn't have a case or anything. I always hate it when I go to like a secondhand store or if I go to a pawn shop, and you have those those games that were blatantly obvious that they were supposed to be inside their cases, either for DS, 3DS, Vita, PSP. I absolutely hate it when, and this is like a pet peeve of mine where. You have these small games, right, that could be lost or they could be broken or whatsoever, and they're without the fucking case. You know, it's like, I gotta track down and now a goddamn hard case for this <laughs> Sonic Rush. But anyway, that's that's Gable's first world problems right here. But uh, how have you been doing, Tyler? <laughs> um, you know, I'm doing okay. Um, you know, been a uh, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty uh, crazy uh, week, you know, in the world. Um, crazier oh, no than we should. So, uh, uh, Courtney and I today we went down uh, and did a, uh, a p- went, went to the protest today downtown. It was peaceful though, um, really oh, cool. Oh, good. Yeah, uh, big, really big turnout. I mean, I won't lie, I was a little, we were a little nervous going there because uh, all. Well, of the- yeah, it's it's understandable, man. I mean, the whole protests like for uh, George Floyd and stuff, and yeah. all the other things that have been going away with. Uh, a lot of the protests, say, like in Atlanta and in Minnesota and stuff. Yeah, you guys had a right to be concerned and stuff. But... Yeah, yeah. Well, because last last uh, the, well, it's, it's Sunday, Saturday night as of recording, and then like Friday night um, downtown Des Moines, which is just a mile away from us, just up the street. We can be there, in, you know, three four minutes. Uh, had a lot of bad like riots and like fire, tear gas, and all that. It was crazy there last night. Like never, wow. you know, you see that shit on TV. You never thought it would, you know hit so close um well that's reality man yeah oh yeah i'm not you know trying to you know disregard it or anything like that but uh so we were a little we were a little nervous um going into it uh but we got there and it was really cool like there was like three guys that are basically like, running the thing with megaphones and the first thing they said was like when was like they told us like what we were walking you know what the starting point was like we're walking here and we're walking our way back and uh, they're like the first thing they said was like this is a peaceful protest, no rioting. If you riot, you know basically you get the you can you can get the fuck out. And uh, 
walked all the way you know down the street and back uh took you know it's probably a good couple hours and uh but it was really cool it was it was it was crazy like I, I thought it was like oh this isn't a very good turnout but then it was like once like we were like towards like probably like a th- in the front third of the group and right. then we were, we were meeting some other people so we like kind of we, we got we stood there behind us we waited for them and like we saw like so we were close to the back at this point saw right. the people i mean it was it stretched like it was like a mile long so of, of people just walking down like walking down the street and um it was, you know, like I said, it was a little, it was a little scary, but it, um, it was, it was cool. It was, it was like, it was like, I looked at Courtney, I'm like, this is incredible. Like the turnout the, oh, for this thing. man. I can't imagine just the feeling of just like walking through like a protest and stuff, just supporting, you know, yeah. basic human rights. Yeah. Essentially. Well, it's, but, it's crazy uh, that we even have to have a protest for that, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's understandable. I know in Seattle, they had their own, they were having their own protest, peaceful protest pro you know protests and stuff like that but the uh mayor of seattle get this jenny durkin no well i'm not too sure her first name but durkin she institutes a uh, curfew right she posts it around 4 45 p.m and she made the curfew for five o'clock yeah 15 minutes to get out of the center of seattle all the way out and stuff oh there's a problem with that the for those of you who have never been inside Seattle, I mean, that is a freaking it's big, big sizable city inside yeah. of uh, <laughs> Washington State. You know, it doesn't, it takes you longer than freaking 15 minutes just to get out of that damn city, especially if you're dead center with everything. And yeah. for a lot of those people that were protesting or something like that and be hitting with curfew, honestly, that gave the city of Seattle more of an excuse to try to crack down on people you know, for protesting just because they were so scared of what happened in Minnesota and everything else that they didn't want things to translate into Seattle, which, you know, I can understand where they're coming from and stuff, but that was totally stupid. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely totally stupid, in my honest opinion. And, yeah, that happened along with today. I know L.A.'s had their own protests, and even in San Francisco and, like, other places where it's all over the country. All over the country has just been outraged. Not just outraged, but just angry people have had enough of the injustice that has been going on with like with black people in regards to just innocent black people being killed you know not just for like george floyd stuff just for decades you know for years for literal years and stuff and then coming up to a point where we witness like a black man going through just getting killed live on a video like but police officers and stuff like that it's just it's just nuts it's just absolutely nuts and it just makes me fucking disgusted mm. with things and how they've prog- have been progressed like this for years you know it's i know between you and i and like a bunch of our friends and stuff like that we we understood that this has been going on for quite a long while and that like it's no it's not going to be changed like overnight in some that retrospect, but at the same time, it's like human beings are quintessentially just being singled out, just basically just because of the color of their skin, and just because of like you know by other people who are more who feel like they're more privileged or more superior than others, and it's just wrong. It's just quintessentially just terrible. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, so. <clears throat> I yeah sorry I didn't mean to cut you off but yeah it's you know seeing that video 
I mean, we, we've seen, we've heard a lot. We've seen some videos, but that probably was like the worst one so far. You know, I'll be like, perfectly honest with you, Tyler. I knew the just and stuff. I saw some of the video. I did not want to see the full video about it because it's like, I was literally just getting angry watching some bits of the footage and stuff. And quite honestly, I do not want to see somebody just full on just get killed inside of like a video. I know yeah. it happened. I know that though, but it's just like after a few minutes, it's like I had enough. I mean, I was fucking pissed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah, it's terrible. It's disgusting. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it was pretty crazy, you know, like, uh, you know, with like Courtney and like her sister and stuff like that. They got like pretty outraged about it. Um, I was like, cool. I'm like, I mean, not cool that this happened, but I'm great. I'm happy, like, to see this. And, you know, it was, it was great to go down there and be supportive of that. And I, it was, it was great to see, like, honestly, like, I would say it was like 60 40. Like sixty percent like black people and forty percent like uh, everybody else, you know, like you know white people, you know, they're, they're, unity. Like, yeah, so it was great. Like you know, when we first went down there. We were thinking it was going to be. I, I had you know my mindset. I'm like, oh, it's you know, I'm like, like what's the turnout going to be? And I, I figured it'd be more like closer to eighty twenty. But I got there. I'm like, wow, this is like when I first pulled up. I'm like, there's like mostly white people here. And then, like when I I got the when, like when we started getting in the middle of it, I'm like it, it you know bounced out overall. But I was just like, yeah, that was that that was to me more than the numbers of people that were there. Yeah, it was like the that like the average of like you know black black and white there together. And then like um you know the, uh, like we we did like this one way we stopped midway back, and we had to all take a knee, and uh, which I'm a you know a big guy, so taking knees, whoo boy. Um, Tough thing to do. He says in the on the on the <laughs> megaphone. All right, guys, nine minutes of silence. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> I'm like, I'm all for you, but okay. But uh, I don't think we did like the full nine minutes. Uh, we, did, we probably did like four or five. But um, he said a cool thing. Like this isn't like a black versus white thing. This is a us um, versus racist thing. And uh, or right. you know, yeah. So I mean, that was like that was pretty powerful. Like they. Um, like they were saying a lot, like they had some really, they had some really good words and like good speeches. And like, I think that was like the one where like, uh, he had like this long, like probably good 60, 70 second, uh, rant. And then like, he ended it with that and like everybody stood up and applauded. Um, so yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was incredible. It was uh, cool to see. It's a little scary right yeah. now. Cause, um, you know, downtown we have more, uh, rioting and tear gas going on uh, again right. tonight, like right, literally as we're recording this. So yeah, the same things going on inside of Seattle as well. It's yeah, I know it's disheartening and stuff. Where trying to do peaceful protests and then people just use it as a excuse to go through and just destroy everything, just try to bomb things or whatever, just to just do just reckless destruction because of like you know just because to cause chaos. But yeah overall it's kind of like what i shared on facebook like around a day or so ago where it's like all of us are human beings doesn't matter whether we're black or white or like asian or mexican at the end of the day we are all just human beings we are all human beings and stuff and the most important thing is like yeah black lives matter they absolutely matter you know it's just yeah it's yeah and well, it's like uh, I've seen a lot of people like it's the same thing we always hear about, you know, like oh, you should do it peacefully, and then everybody like it's 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 a it's a circle. It's like school shootings. It's it's a sad circle, um, right? And it's just like um, 
you know, we like a black person gets murdered by a cop, and then nothing really happens or barely anything happens, and then we right. like, and, protest and, and riots, and then you, you get the whole thing about like, ooh, and like we should if if you won't be hurt or taken more seriously, you should be peaceful about it, and it's just like, and then it was like, well, we did that with, and then we like, we talk about Colin Kaepernick, and it's just like. I know. Like you didn't like that either. And so. people and people wonder why that it's gotten to this such an extent to where people are actually going through these violent protests is because other people were so like disgusted and like adamant about like you know the peaceful protests and stuff that Colin Kaepernick and stuff was doing inside the NFL back around 2016. Him and his teammates is taking the knee during the national anthem. That wasn't disrespecting the flag at all. That was just to go through and just showcase awarenesses of stuff of like the prejudice and stuff against like uh against people in that yeah. regards but uh yeah um and yeah. you know it's just like uh so i've been seeing this quote uh tweeted a lot by uh, john fk it says those who make peaceful revolution impossible will make violent revolution inevitable and yes that is exactly what i was going to go through and quote i was just having a hard time remembering it yeah you're fine yeah no so i i I love that i mean it's like i don't like it no one likes it it's like you know it's like we always talk about protests it's supposed to make people uncomfortable peaceful or not you know that's that's the that's the point of a protest is to change and make people uncomfortable with what is the norm and to make make it you know so it's not the norm any longer um so yeah i don't don't know but it, it was a it was really cool. I mean, to see that, like, it's sad the reasoning why it happened, but, um, yeah, it was it was awesome to see like that turn out, and to see what's going on, and you know, this to see like, not not just like I said earlier, just not just like the turnout, but like the, the mix of people there. You know, like right. that was like the thing that like uh, made me happier than anything was like it wasn't just like, you know, ninety percent black people there, and it's just, you know, it's like. This is like a real cause, like where you know, like yeah, I think I'll, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm looking at it from, yeah, I'm a white guy, so, uh, but to me, it's like it, it's a cool like way for us to show like, you know, like hey, we we support you too, like and like you hear that, exactly. it's a kind of a different. I don't think I remember seeing it before, but it's like white silence equals um, shit, like people were chanting. It's like white. You saw a lot of signs, but like white people had the signs as like white silence is like equals um, like completion or something. Like, I can't remember. There was a there was a really good saying for it. I can't remember where it is off the top of my head now, but, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a cool thing. Uh, it was, it was great to see. And like, I've seen a lot of people donating to, um, the Minneapolis, uh, freedom fund and everything like that. Uh, I made a yeah. small donation earlier. Corey and I did made, made a small donation earlier to that today. Um, so I, uh, b- blessing from uh, kind of funny. He's, he's kind of got the ball rolling yeah. on that. And he's like, he's like, he was like saying, if you have the, if you can match me, please, and like so, a lot of people like I, you know, we did thirty dollars, and I was like, he put thirty dollars in, and um, we put thirty dollars in. So it's it's cool to see like like, you know, at least there's some good coming out of it. Um, yeah. Hopefully, you know, hopefully some change, and also help with everything going on in Minneapolis too right now. That's all we can do right now is just hope for the best and just do the best that we can. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> to try to uh, graciously uh, segue out of that as uh, well as we can, um, this is a video game show where we talk about video games. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. How else to, there's no really good way to We're segue a little bit out of everything, it. but yeah, yeah, we do focus a lot on like the video game aspect. Yeah, stuff. it's it's a personal thing, but also, <laughs> um, yeah, we're yeah. So, um, 
don't know. So there's been it's been a it's it's a weird time around Gables right now. Like usually like um you know this right right now if this was a normal year E3 would be next weekend. Yeah. And I feel like we've had a lot of news the last probably month or so, I would say, like especially the last few weeks. Um like we you would but normally we have like a lot more rumors and um hearsay and leaks and shit like that. And I don't feel I think we've got more announcements than we have than we've rumors and leaks. More we've had like a lot more mysterious things come up, honestly, and a lot more yeah. stealth announcements that were completely caught people off guard is what yeah. we've been getting this year. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's definitely been the case. So uh, it's just, it's just kind of crazy. Like the, the kind of like, I didn't realize it until like uh, a couple of days ago. I'm like, like when, I mean, really, it was really uh, Thursday when like the Sony announced the PS5 thing, which we'll get into more later, but right. um, or here in, a, here in a few minutes. But um, I was like, Oh man, like this is like, that was like June fourth. I'm like, I was looking at the calendar. I'm like, that's about when E3 was used to be. Like, you know, like June fifth yeah. would have been <laughs> EA Play, and then we were at June sixth would have been Bethesda and um, whomever else. But yeah, it's it's been a. It would have started know. off with like Sony. No, no, it would have started off with like Microsoft, like on that yeah. Sunday, and then like yeah. EA would have followed forth, and then you have well, because obviously EA... Sony on the Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, like well, because EA was they moved their EA Play to Friday. And then I think Bethesda was Saturday night. Then uh, I think Ubisoft. Um, I think Microsoft was on Mondays or Sundays now. I think they're on Sundays now. Um, right. and then it was because last year was different. Like Ubisoft was Monday, and then Square Enix was also Monday. And then it was Tuesday was uh, or Sony when they were still around was Monday night, and then on Tuesday would have been Nintendo. So right. um, yeah, I mean, so it's been I don't know like. You know, we we've been discussing about like you know the, the benefits and stuff like that of you know, three E three being uh, not being around this year and look to be different. Like we have the Ubisoft thing in July, uh, EA Play still June eleventh. Um, I don't know what's you know. Um, I don't want to get into like we, we can discuss this more in a couple of weeks after we get past what was supposed to be the E three weekend. But uh, I mean, have, are you liking this month of May for how it's been uh, this year? So like you know for what we've gotten as far as for gaming. Or do you kind of prefer like the crazy like rumors and leaks and uh, shit like that like we normally get in past years? I'll be honest, having absorbed E3 for so long for decades, it literally feels like. <laughs> yeah. I like this new approach, and that's because we got into the rut over the past, God, over the past few years where nothing was a surprise because of all the crazy rumors, all the initial spoilers and this and that with this year because of the whole covid stuff on top of like uh e3 just being flat out canceled and like gaming developers just revealing games when they want to quintessentially on their own terms it has led us to having a lot more like heartfelt surprises a lot of fun things announced i mean hell we it wasn't too long ago where we were so excited because of like the uh, stealth announcement of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two remake and like Paper Mario: The Origami King and and, and other games, you know, that uh, would have been intensely spoiled weeks leading up to E3 and their respective like press conferences, like by Activision or freaking Nintendo or wherever. But I really do like this style because it feels like I'm getting bits of information spread throughout the summer months 
of May, June, July, August, as opposed to shoving it inside of one week where you cannot keep track of hardly anything. Yeah. You'll always miss something that uh, you basically would have had access if you wouldn't. Yeah, you'll basically miss any type of little tidbits of information because you have so much sensory overload with, oh, okay, this game got released. Oh, okay, this one did this and that one. And, oh, these two companies are now merged now. It's like, it was chaotic to begin with. And us covering E3 ever since 2013, God, there were nights where we would be, like, going through and podcasting long hours, and all of a sudden something else would be announced inside yeah. there. We're like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> no like, we, we would news. be, like... Or, like, they would, like, announce something that's really cool, and then we talk about it, and then, like, we look on Twitter after the show, and it's like, oh, there was this asterisk at the bottom. Like, there was, like, that, you know, the small letters at the bottom, like, of a commercial that you can't right. read. Like, there was, like, oh, okay, actually, that's not as cool as it sounds. Or, like, yeah, like you said, like, they, like, they announced something, but then there's always, like, these little details you didn't quite catch, good or bad sometimes, but... Right, you know. but the fact remains is... We literally would have to request taking days off just to watch <laughs> everything in regards to getting the most accurate information that we could do. That's too much. I'm sorry, but that format was too much. <laughs> yeah, <I'm, laughs> which don't, is why don't don't get yeah. me wrong. Like on my 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 previous job, like it was like perfect because like that was like the time of the year yeah. where it got really slow because like you know that it, it was it was hell for the, the previous like seven eight months. So it was yeah. like right at the end of May was when everything slowed down at work. So I was like, finally I could take time off. So like that E3 week was like, I just got to crawl to the finish line was like, was what I looked at was like, so it was like kind of a double uh, thing where like, it was exciting because video games is my favorite, is my favorite hobby. And also I get, a, I took a week off of work. So um, yeah. I, I'm going to, I, 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 I miss that. I'll say that much. It was like having like, <laughs> that, that, like not only a vacation, but also like that crazy, like what, four or five day stretch. Right. Um, That's pretty much what I've thought about. But what do you okay. think, Tyler? Um, I, I'm still very much in the middle. Like I, I, I think what we've done, we've seen so far this month, uh, you know, because uh, it's, it's, I mean, as in Central Time, it's literally May 31st. Uh, you'll be there shortly, Gables. Uh, okay. But uh, um, for this month, I, like I think it's been a pretty good month. Surprisingly, uh, I, I was, you know, for like just from the obviously, there's a lot. Of, pandemic all that shit's put everything crazy wise but just look for like the the sense of being a video game fan wanting news game announcements reveals just being able to play games all that like and as i've been doing a weekly podcast you know just needing stuff to talk about like i, I was like okay it's gonna be a really shitty summer because we, we remember how it was like even up really for recently like last year a couple of years ago like after e3 it was like pretty much from like after that to early to mid late like sometime in august usually mid late august you'd have nothing to play or you might have one or two big games come out to play right if you're lucky and there would be little to no news so we had like those doldrums of the summer of just like there's no announcements <laughs> there's uh there, there you like you're just you're you're scraping the bottom of the barrel for something to talk about something oh, yeah. to play more importantly um so I, 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 I'm just looking at this, like this may has been a really good month despite everything going on. Like, so I, you know, I'm, I'm some, I'm still like got that, like, you know, it's cause it's been something that we, I look forward to every year. We all do. Um, I, I think, you know, people definitely in this year are going to miss it more than 
uh, just because like it's like well, everybody gets together more than anything than the mm -hmm. E3 event itself. But like for us as gamers and just you know for us doing the show for you know who we are, um, like, I'm gonna miss that still like that E3. But I think this is, you know, I, I mean, I've I've leaned the other way more towards the other way where like I would I'd be more more like in line with this approach of like doing this like and especially if we can get to a point like in a year or two when the pandemic's over and things are back to normal or as normal as they can be where you know they can you know because a lot of time a lot of the shit like who knows what we we were supposed to have heard by now or we're supposed to have heard next week that we're not going to hear about now because of everything going on work from home and all mm -hmm. that shit but like if things are back normal maybe we'll have a lot more shit to hear about like who knows like like not what may or june or july or august what might sound like when like things are running normally like we're, we're, i mean it's we've had a crazy amount of news this month and that's with just shit being delayed um everybody's scrambling so if like i said if things were like normal like i don't know i think that it could be more exciting like it definitely i mean it's going to lead to more i mean we're not going to get that crazy you know three four five day stretch of like awesome news potentially and like you but like you said too like i mean rumors and leaks have like definitely kind of taken the excitement like sometimes it's like you know it makes it creates excitement and also creates disappointment where like a rumor comes out and like that sounds incredible, and then it's it doesn't happen, or you like it, or it happens next year, or you expect something to be revealed and it doesn't get revealed. Um, so I mean, there's definitely downsides to that, but like, I agree. Like, I, I think this is I, I like this better, especially. I mean, if we can just have, I, I like the summer game fest where the fuck IGN's got their thing, Gamespot got their thing, um, <laughs> where like you you like they're working together to like, hey, everybody gets their time to like show off shit like i think i mean even still like next week uh what is it is it the global game or gorilla god fuck there's like this indie game event from like the fifth through the eighth next week um like I said, ea plays next week uh ps5 events next week i mean we still got a lot of shit going on like ign has uh, some announcements going on uh next so week it, they... it, so it literally kind of feels like e3 next week yeah but i mean like well, there's the, well yeah but i mean there's there's definitely a lot going on next week but i, I think obviously but i mean like just looking at like june 11th which is in a couple weeks is a little later than e3 ea's got their thing uh microsoft's got their thing in july yes possibly something in june as well sometime um ubisoft's in july i mean i think we're gonna hear more maybe it won't be you know, it's like I said, we're not gonna have a, a million things dropped on us at once. But I, I like what you said. Like, it sucks like having to maybe wait longer to hear these things or see these things. But like, we'll have more time to like um, ingest them and like feel that excitement for them. Like, you know, like we can, you can have like ten of the greatest things dropped on dropped on you. Like at the first press event, like you know, EA comes out and just kills it and gives you everything you wanted. Like in gaming, brought to you and the, the, on their own Friday, and you're just like, okay. Uh, that was incredible. That was awesome. All right, what's Saturday got the hold? What's Sunday got the hold? What's this guy? So you can't like you're always like what's next? Like you you can't fully enjoy it. So I think like this could like possibly, you know, if this goes on permanently, like this keeps going, like we can actually like like you were saying like be able to like feel that and like like we'll, like be able to fully develop that emotion that cycle where we're not like okay what's the next thing and like we'll forget like that feeling we had. You know, an hour, like two hours ago, because like say EA kills it, and then Ubisoft comes out like an hour later, and they just destroy it, and like now you're like, like well EA was awesome, but fucking Ubisoft, man, like they just they <laughs> fucking sucked, and now like you've lost that feeling. So I don't know, um, I don't know. It's I, I'm like I said, I'm gonna miss E3, but I think 
uh this could definitely be it's kind of funny like you said like basically next week is still kind of like e3 but i mean it's not like it's not all the big guys it's like the uh, god is it the global game initiative or something i can't remember what it's called but uh it's like it's indie stuff it's it's small small guys so it's not a full-on thing um but um let's you know we're, we're 30 minutes in maybe we should get to some of the topics uh we kind of were pointing at it earlier but uh the ps5 event is next week um I want to read the blog post that uh, we had here from the PlayStation CEO, Jim Ryan. Um, he said that the, the games coming to PS5 represent the best in the industry from, God, I can't talk, from innovative studios that span the globe, studios both larger and smaller than uh, those newer and those more established. All have been at heart. God, I cannot talk tonight. All have been hard at work developing games that will showcase the potential of the hardware. Um, so... Oh, no, there's one more too here. So, uh, nah, that doesn't even be talked about. So, they didn't say anything about seeing the console at price point or anything like that. But the, the, the main thing they talked about was, uh, you know, this is going to be about seeing the games. Um, so, it's going to be, it's supposed to be like an hour long. Uh, it's 1 o'clock Pacific time on June 4th, which I believe is Thursday, I want to say. And, the, and that's been the rumor for probably a good six weeks now was uh, that was... Uh, we were going to see the Xbox, uh, the third-party event, the first week of May, which we got, and then we would see the PS5 event, uh, the first week of June, which we're getting. Um, so I'm, I'm curious, what are, what are you ex- expecting? What are you wanting out of this event next week? All right, so there are a couple things that I expect. Not sure they'll go come to fruition, but from what I'm looking for, I want to know more context in regards to the backwards compatibility. Mm. They've already went on record that they are supporting PS4 games, at least the most majority of the PS4 games. They're still going through the test by game by game basis, apparently. But uh, I expect more news on potential backwards compatibility, potentially with past purchases, maybe for PS2 or PS1 stuff. I mean, that's that's my hope. You know, I instead of an ideal world i would love to have a playstation system to where i can just well plug in maybe turn in like my ps1 or my ps2 games and just use that system you know the ps5 in order to play these old classics you know download a patch and then get a lot of the random trophies or whatever the hell type of thing kind of similar to what the xbox one s does with the 360 games the original xbox games where you just pop in the disc it downloads an update it just goes through and like installs the thing onto your system you still need the disc and all that but it's been adjusted to a current system so that's one thing i'm expecting and i hope that sony does address that the other thing the other thing is i'm looking forward to seeing what potential games will be unveiled for this we know that there are a couple games that we are hoping to see a sequel to God of War, a sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn, this and that. In terms of like other games, well, who knows really? We could we could potentially see maybe an old classic series of Sony's come back as a PS5 game. I mean, that's entirely possible. But uh, as far as other stuff, I mean, I fully believe that Sony will be the first to unveil their next generation price. I feel that they, and this is going to be out there though, but I feel like they will go through and reveal the price and the set date of when they want to release the PlayStation 5. 
that's how I personally feel in regards to it. But those okay. are the three things that I'm really much wishing. I'm wishing for more details on backwards compatibility, more emphasis on what first-party games are going to be on the PS5 come the launch year, and on top of that, the day and the price of the system itself. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping for that. Uh, I think at the very least, if they don't have the box there and the price and the date, right? they at least give you like a date of when they're going to talk about that, or at least like a time period or something. Like some right. something to like kind of like all right guys like we, like when this is something we were just talking about with like E three like there's so much brought in too too soon like um, they show off maybe like the smart if say it's five hundred bucks and I know it's gonna be like a pain point for a lot of people it's like show the games so let them see those games let them love those games and like get excited about those games and then we'll drop that bad news in a, little, in a couple weeks or something like that I don't know maybe it's just a PS uh, PlayStation blog post maybe it's another small event um, right. But I can I I mean I don't know I mean that could be a possible way to do it I think that might be if it's six hundred dollars that's definitely the case what they need to do but um, I I'm fully go- expecting going in that these consoles are going to be five hundred dollars a piece um, and right, I, anything I, higher it's going to be incredibly difficult for even a casual consumer to go through and spend on a quote unquote gaming system that has yeah. dual utility yeah definitely. Um, and I, I'm looking at 500 as like that's just what their going rate's going to be. Anything less is just a is a gift. Anything more is just ridiculous. Um, but I, I'm I'm hoping for that, and I, that'd be awesome. Maybe at very least see the box would be cool. Um, there, I mean, the, the thing is they focus a lot on the controller, so I think that's and they even mentioned that that's going to be a big thing they're going to focus on is showing the dual sense and what that's going to do. Um, I'm not really looking, don't really care too much about that thing. But uh, I mean, it's I mean, I know it's very, controller is very important for the console, but it, I, I'm, I'm, it's it's gonna be I'm gonna be fine with it. Like we all went got outraged about the touchpad. Now we're just like it's it's the thing that's there and it's still there. So obviously it's not that big a deal. Um, but just looking at it, uh, I want to see it. it's it's the games. It's not just like it's something I talked about with like the Switch, um, and with even dating back to the the PS4 and the Xbox One in the early days of the first dozen. Or so shows when we were when we were talking about them was like like cool that launch date is important but I want that launch window what you got for me in the first six months like I I know like next you know if say there's an E3 next year like you can focus on what's coming out that next that that following fall and shit like that but like what do you got me uh, what you got for me to play between the launch up till May June you know like what do you got for me like that's I want to see that I don't want like Maybe they have a different event where they can show off more later. But like, if they're just focusing on a few games here and there, like, I've, I'm I'm so fucking hoping that Horizon Zero Dawn Two is a thing that's gonna be shown off. Like, obviously, it's my game of the year, 2016, uh, one of my favorite games of the decade. Um, I'm hoping that's there. Um, I, I'm I don't think I mean we're not gonna see Assassin's Creed. I guess I was going to say that, but that's an Xbox thing. We've shown well, pretty much proven that. You no, know, what's gonna be interesting is there are three games that I think of off the top of my head that we may see or maybe have an announcement for. Like I stated before, God of War, mm. like Horizon Zero Dawn and stuff. I'm fully expecting to see those two games, like at least to be confirmed that are being made for the PS5. I'm also looking forward to seeing if the new Spider... Like if there's actually like a new Spider-Man game yeah. that's going to be made by Insomniac. Those yeah. are the three games which I... I'm hoping to see 
And those are just the three that I can think of off the top of my head for first party wise. Yeah, I can. Hmm. I can. I can get behind that. I. I don't. I. I can see maybe a teaser trailer for those two because Spider Man came out in September of 2018, so not even two years yet. And then right. God of War came out, and I want to say March or April of 2018. So I could so, definitely see like maybe it'd be smart to do a confirmation and maybe a teaser um, for those those games. But yeah, I don't. I don't think we'll see anything more than that. You know, it'd be kind of interesting is uh, kind of like what you were saying, teaser trailers and stuff. If I had to, if I was a betting man, I'd say that we were probably going to see teaser trailers for God of War and Spider-Man and maybe having Horizon Zero Dawn 2 be a launch day game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think they're going to have one or two big games are going to like, excuse me, first party games that maybe they can focus on for like launch day. Um, right. And then maybe they have something that's February. Uh, they can like kind of push on a little bit, um, or maybe they could save like just announce that and say, "Hey, Q1 2021," um, and then like, "Hey, here's all our third party support." Like, I mean, I, I, and we're probably gonna see more for that. I'm sure they're gonna tease a couple things we're gonna hear more about later. Something I've been thinking about a lot is Resident Evil Eight. That's supposed to mm-hmm. become. There's been rumors of that as we oh, Resident Resident Evil Eight Village is supposed to come out early 2021. Um, the last, uh, well, it's not kind of, I guess, not counting Resident Evil 3, but Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil, Resident Evil 7 were announced at PlayStation events. And not only they were announced and then we said that they're coming out January of the following year. And the rumor is that it's supposed to come out in January of 2021, but I mean, with everything going on, maybe it'll get pushed back a little bit. Uh, but I'm assuming still probably a Q1 game. So maybe that's the thing that's there. Like, hey, they're going to show this is going to be. There it is. Boom. Resident Evil 8. That's probably the big... I mean, it'll be cross-platform, obviously, but maybe they'll have something for it they can, you know, to make it some exclusive content or item or something like that or VR again right. for it. But I don't know. I'm I'm incredibly excited for this. Like, we've been looking forward to it. It's always exciting to go into it, but it's, it's funny because it's like we look at, like, uh, just, you know, you, you think about, like, it's been so, like, crazy like how awesome and blundered these have been like you i would say i mean probably in the last look at wii u the announcement that that was awful xbox Mm -hmm. one awful ps4 amazing uh uh fuck words switch pretty lackluster in the middle maybe like when that first when they that press conference ahead in january before the calls came out i think a lot of people were just like ugh. I don't know about this. And then, like, obviously it worked out for them. But um, in the PS3, awful. <laughs> you know, so it's been... Uh, uh, these events have infamously been... Infamously awful. <laughs> yeah. So you, you you look at these things, they've been, for the most part, like, maybe it's just anticipations too much, obviously. But, I mean, obviously, like, you look at the Xbox One and PS3 and the Wii U. Like, those, I think those are, like, the ones where, like, you look at, like, they went a little too arrogant and cocky and thought they, that we're just going to release this people will buy it. Um, and, and that's been the you know, that's been concern for, for a lot of people is like PlayStation seemed a little arrogant the last couple of years, um, it, rightfully so. They I mean they have every right to be you know proud of themselves, pat themselves on the back. But it, as a consumer, as someone that like I I want a PS5 strictly for the, the first party games, um, you get scared about sometimes. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, <clears throat> I, I, th- that's the things I'm I'm, I'm looking for. And it, PlayStation's been great. Honestly, and that's something I've always I've always praised them about. And the e, their E3 press conferences is like they've done a great job of like 
really showcasing the games that are coming in the next six to eight months. Like, here's our next big games, but also showcasing here's the games coming out the following year, and here's the games that you're going to be seeing in a couple of years. Like, they've done a, like, they've done a, they've done a good job of, of featuring the, the present, the, fu- like the future, and the far future. Like, they've shown off games that were coming out for two, three years. Um, like, we saw Days Gone at multiple events. We saw God of War, I think, at two events. Like, they, they've done, like, um, a really great job of, like, of showcasing those games and not putting too much, like, when you look at, like, I, you look like some of the stuff, like, sometimes we see too much of a game. Uh, I'm going to kind of contradict myself here in a moment. Um, for, for stuff where it's like, I don't really want to, I'm so tired of seeing shit like like crackdown three i'm so tired of seeing this fucking game like like just release the fucking thing um <laughs> but they've done a great job of like always like never showing you too much but i'm going to contradict that statement with our next topic uh there was a state of play this week with last of us 2 did you watch it gables yes i did um what did you think of this the state of play boy watching more footage of the last of us 2 my God, it was so brutal. Yes. It was r- relentlessly brutal. And my God, it's like just the intricate, just the intricate ways in which Naughty Dog has went into just developing the actual content. It's like a lot of it made me freaking wince because it's like you have this these intense like violent situations and stuff like that. People being stabbed in the neck, like literally fucking like tossing like a Molotov cocktail and stuff like that. You just hear the screams of the fucking dog and stuff like that and the things like that. You know, it's... Oh, my gosh. The gameplay in and of itself, the way it looked, it looked all right. The gameplay sequence of that one area and stuff, just... Jesus Christ, man. It's... It, it kind of felt like, to me, like a borderline between, okay, like intense and then like stress like stressful type of like thing and all of a sudden it's it just kind of meshes well in that kind of regards so i thought it was all right you know it definitely was a bit extreme in some much regards but uh at the same time that's pretty much what i thought about it okay um yeah like like i said i'm gonna, I'm gonna contradict my, myself on the playstation uh praises game but like i I'm, I'm definitely at the the point where like it was fucking brutal as hell um, I I loved every minute I watched of it, but I'm also just like, just give me the goddamn game at this point. Like I've it's just, I almost didn't like want to watch it because I'm just like I I know I want this game, but I also knew I wanted this game when they teased it at PSX in like 2016. So it's it's a weird thing, but um it, it, I don't know. It, it's I think it's also the the case where like they showed it off the day before the game was supposed to initially well the the second date it was supposed to come out on May 29th when it got it was supposed to be February 21st I think the first time. Um, but yeah, no, I, man, everything about this. And it was, it was funny. I was watching this and then Courtney was sitting next to me watching it. She's like, she just stabbed that girl in the fucking neck. And I'm just like, yeah, this, this game's, it's like that. Um, but, um, yeah, I, man, I loved all of this, the music, the cute, everything about this. I loved so much. Um, I can't wait, um, for this fucking goddamn game. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I I soaked in every second of it, but uh, I, I came away from it. I'm just like, I don't want to see any more from this. I don't need to see any more from this. They had a trailer a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I didn't even want to watch that because I'm just like, I I don't want to know anymore. 
Uh, it's just one of those games I, I want to go internet silent on, but I also just like I want it so fucking bad that I can't help but watch anything uh, outside of the spoilers for the game um, to come out for it. You're coming from Tyler, you know. Just want to make sure you just go through and just play the game initially when it releases. <laughs> I'm I like that kind of mindset and stuff where it's like, hey, you've seen enough of what you got to do. Wait for the game's release, but. The, I think the funniest part of that that whole trailer and stuff is the inclusion of the PlayStation Vita. Yes, <laughs> I forgot. Oh my god, that was amazing. And you I, know what's you know what's oh hilarious? God. After that sequence happened, and you mm. hear like uh, the you see the Vita on the floor and stuff like that. The game that was playing the music. Yes. Hotline Miami. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and I like how um, Hotline uh, the the people I can't remember the name of the, the developers, but they tweeted out. By the way, Hotline Miami is a, is available on the Vita. And uh, Naughty Dog retweeted it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. That was the best part about that trailer, in my opponent's opinion. Just yeah. that inclusion of it. The worst part of that trailer is the part where she threw the grenade at the dog. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah, that was awful. Um, yeah, but, oh, man, I can't wait. Boy, June 19th. June fucking 19th. My parents' anniversary. Didn't you say it was your mother's birthday as well? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mom, you're gonna have to wait. <laughs> uh yeah, I yeah. Oh boy, can't wait. Well we got like three more weeks. It's killing me. Uh I know you've you've been spoiled on it, but I've I've avoided spoilers. Uh and I, I get a little more like as uh things happen I get a little more scared every time I go on the internet. It's so bad that like I won't even look at like I didn't look at comment sections normally, but like I actively go out of my way to avoid like uh com- like right. replies on Twitter or I even replying to people on Twitter about anything, like or like getting into a conversation because I'm worried that someone's gonna troll me. Like I am complete paranoia on on like Reddit. I haven't gone on Reddit in like a month. Like, I don't go on it very often. I usually go on there and just like read like yeah, news let's and like just avoid that. Yeah, like I like to go in there. And, like like I have the groups I go into and I like to like you know read the like the conversations. Just get a kind of a read of the room on what people are feeling and see point of views. Uh, but I, I am at the point now. I, I won't even fucking do that. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, so three more weeks, Gables. That's all we got. That's all. That's all I got to do. Yep. Three more weeks, <laughs> and then uh, it's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be a good time. Um, but moving on. So we talked about what a lot of people were talking about as possibly one of the the games of the year, possibly game of the generation. But we're gonna talk about the game of the decade, Gables. I'm already calling it. I know it's not even quite yet june of it's mm-hmm. we're, we're five months into the you know to this decade we watched this trailer together for this podcast i've seen it like okay. five times because um, <laughs> i just can't believe this is happening fast and furious crossroads coming out august 7th where are you at where are you at doggy dog where are you at <laughs> i'll tell you what going into this trailer beforehand and stuff I've seen maybe a little bit of hints or some from uh, kind of funny and stuff. Mm. However, I didn't really get a chance to watch the actual trailer of it. More or less, kind of the cringe reaction of Tim Getty's face inside the thumbnail kind of explained it all. But uh, I'll tell you what: after watching this Fast and Furious game trailer, it quite possibly may be the worst game. <laughs> The reveal trailer I have seen in hell of a long time. I kid you not. It's like they have the original voice actors and stuff, but uh, it's just the fact that this is a car action game, right? And it's 
it's so bland looking in terms of uh, the way you go through game it seems like the way you go through like game objectives and the way you travel like just traverse and stuff it feels like I don't know why it kind of feels like it's like a game that's sort of like a linear, literal linearly on rail in some retrospects where you have to go through and hit specific checkpoints at the specific like badass moments or something from there but the worst thing about it is the cringe dialogue reads by the cast you know it's it's quintessentially making this thing almost seem like a joke to be perfectly honest with you I literally had to ask Tyler before the show started whether or not this is a giant troll because <laughs> there were parts of it that were just so fucking meme worthy, you know. Because it felt like it felt like uh, I was being trolled into watching this. It. Like, oh hey, this is a Fast Furious game, and all of a sudden you have like the worst elements of cringe possible. You knew things were like you knew that this game had like a big old red flag even when it was unveiled inside of the Game Awards show and stuff with by the the uh, Fast and the Furious actors and stuff like that, like Vin Diesel and this and that. And then all of a sudden see the gameplay of it through this trailer, it, it just magnifies the fact where, hey, <laughs> yeah, we're still making this game, it's still coming out, and you look at it and it's quite honestly one of the, the freaking cringiest type of shit <laughs> that I've seen imaginable. And it's like, I'll tell you what, it, it literally feels like they recorded it inside of a booth, like in one take, in some regards. Yes, yeah. And what's <clears> the most and what's the most telling thing about it is, this thing was so lazily put together that it, it basically showcases all these portions of the game which just seems like not even all that interesting at all, in my personal opinion. <sighs> Let's see. I am just personally... I'm just shocked how this gameplay trailer not only makes the game look bad, but it makes it look epically bad. <laughs> it does. It just did the exact opposite of what the game is supposed to do. That trailer is supposed to do. You put out a gameplay trailer for an upcoming project and stuff that you've been working like hard on for about maybe a couple of years, maybe five years or something, and then you have a reveal trailer like that. It's like. Oh, oh, it's it kind of feels as though if you are working on the game as a designer that you don't want anything to fucking do with it after it's done. Yeah. So, um, um, uh, the game of the decade as we're referring to it now. Um, this game looks terrible, Gables. I, I can't yeah. lie. Um, this it's gonna be bad. It's not gonna be good. It's gonna be, it's gonna review terribly. Uh, I guess uh, there's been some stuff come out like basically this game was like had to be put made in like nine months. Like they uh, <laughs> it was fuck- like it. yeah oh yeah definitely like you you like we always thought like those movie tying games for the most part outside like those like the Lego games and you, you get a couple here and there. Um, like the most of them have been like our mobile games at this point, but those movie tying games kind of went away towards the end of the last generation and. Like this is, I mean, I know it's not direct movie time, but it's a, the tie into a movie franchise. Uh, it's the rush job of a movie tie-in yeah, game. Yeah, that's it, what it feels like. Yeah, I saw this. I'm like, I, I immediately thought of those Transformer games that came out in like the mid to late 2000s. Um, the, I guess this game was like made in like nine months, and they finished it back in March. Um, so now it was supposed to come out in May. 
Uh, and I won't lie, I have actively at least twice a week went on uh, and like Googled or went on Twitter somewhere and like researched. I'm like, okay, have they made an announcement about this game? I don't know of. Like, there was no official delay. There was no. They just they said there was there were they said May. That's all they said. And that was at the video that the video game was. And they even think actually this was the the final thing at the Game Awards last year. <laughs> which I forgot about. <laughs> like that's nuts to think. Like I am a Fast and Furious fan. They closed up the Game Awards with this game. Yeah. Well, and then the, the only reason that happened was because like the one more thing was supposed to be the Half Life uh, Alex thing, uh, but it got pulled literally like the like the day of the show. But um, I yeah, this it looks awful. It's gonna be terrible. My favorite part is and I actively laugh out loud every time I see it is when like they're chasing like which looks like to be like a giant spaceship. With, like yeah. Uh, going down an airstrip and then they rip apart they they shoot like a fucking uh hook at it and with their car and pull this like giant piece of the, the car the, the spaceship whatever the fuck it is airplane or whatever off of it and it looks like something you would see from 2008 literally makes me laugh out loud every time i see it um and it will man part two yeah i posted in <laughs> Peter pot two uh, now in cars um but uh i like I posted this in Tuck Ship. Someone's like, this looks like a game that came out like a generation ago. I'm like, this looks like a, a double A game that came out in 2010. That's what this looks like. Like this, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be awful. That being said, I paid it. I, I paid for it back in December. So I'm going to play it. Um, so that's, I can't wait. Cables. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't, I can't wait for how terrible this game is going to be. That's my honest feeling. Um, I know this. I know it's gonna be bad, and I I, re- I like hate myself for like wanting like the, for the fact that I like, I actually got something excited for it. I think a lot of it is I probably wouldn't have actually ended up. I paid for it. And I can I can cancel it any time, uh, but I I, <laughs> I I think that I wouldn't if if the movie had come out in in May like it was supposed to, I probably would have canceled it because I would that would give me my Fast and Furious uh, fix, but um and would just picked it up when it's like twenty bucks in two weeks. Uh, right, but um, yeah, I I, I I need the cables. I need some Dom in my life, um, and that's another thing. God damn, that voice acting is terrible. Wow, that is awful. <laughs> like it sounds like they just like they were over Facetime. It's like, hey, uh, we need you. We we gotta finish up the voice work for this game. So um, read these lines and like, Dom, remember that time in Rio? Oh yeah. So you want me to use like a battering ram? Yeah, do that. Like. It, it's crazy to think we're nowadays like, like Spider-Man, the Marvel Spider-Man game that came out in 2018. Like people like talk about that, like being like this incredible work of art where like they literally did like multiple takes of the same line where like uh, the guy that played the voice of Spider-Man, I can't remember his name. He had to like do like, he had to say the same thing over and over again, like seven, eight different times based off of like how much energy, energy he had, he had like used like like if he's been web sw- swinging for so long he says it in this way because he's a little more fatigued a little more tired if he just started he says it this way it's like we've gone so far in like uh, in voice acting and everything like that where it's like it, you look at like we just talked about last of us that game was like uh, gonna be a work of art and i'll i'll get into my what i've been playing this week a little bit more but like i'm watching you know I play, i've been playing an older game but i'm watching that game and i'm just like wow this like the game hasn't like the graphically isn't the best, but like the voice acting is still like top notch. Like the acting is top notch. And it's just like, you see this, like you have, I'm not gonna say top notch actors, but you have actual like 
actors with like a lot of name value. And yep. it's just like, this feels like we're like, hey, you, you signed on to do this movie, but in your contract, you also have to like do the voice acting for this movie. So it's like, you just, just, just it takes 20 minutes. So, so smoke a bowl, go in there and do this voice, voice acting. Um, that's basically what it sounds like. So, um, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, this, this sucks. It was like, I, I won't like, I won't lie, like, I mean, it sounds cool. To, like, it's like when you, like, you, like, you're thinking of your favorite TV show or movie. It's like, that'd be great if they made a video game out of it. And then they do it. And then this is what you get, you know? And this is like your worst case scenario. So, yeah. But, um, I'm glad I got to experience that with you. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, moving on to something I think you will enjoy, though. Uh, Pyramid Head is coming to Dead by Daylight on June 16th. Um, this also comes with uh, the, the the main protagonist from Silent Hill 3, uh, Cheryl Mason, I believe her name is, and also has the uh, level from uh, Silent Hill 1. It's the uh, elementary school from that, from that game. Um, I know you are obviously someone that's been playing this game off and on for years now. Uh, where's, what's your uh, excitement level with this? All right, so my excitement level with this is pretty high, honestly, because, for one, I like the idea that this was announced as a part of the fourth anniversary for uh, Dead by Daylight. So this was the new character, the new killer that they unveiled. First off, it's exciting because, for one, Silent Hill has remained dormant now for quite a long while, ever since the whole, like, fiasco with PT, with... uh, Kojima and stuff. Mm. It's just fascinating to me that you get to play with a, a character like uh, Pyramid Head. I have seen some bit of gameplay through like the public like uh, beta testing by other people, and he looks pretty damn sick. I mean, I'm excited to play as him because he looks pretty damn fun. He has this attack to where if he can actually swing his sword right, and then all of a sudden it's like it gets like a trail of like. Uh, like energy or something, and you can actually go and get people like across, but not just get people across, but like you can actually cut through certain like uh, objects in the way, bypass them, and just <laughs> down survivors and stuff, and do it that way. I didn't really see too much of like the perks and everything, but the main thing that I was excited about, not just this character reveal, but just the confirmation of like say crossplay. The introduction of crossplay will be coming to Dead by Daylight by the end of the year. They're going to be rolling it out in two waves, one being between PC users, so Steam and Windows. People are going to be playing to- together, and then later on it's going to be another wave, The yeah, the other wave and stuff, with the console players. So what they're trying to do with that is they're trying to create like some sort of like a universal sort of... Uh, thing to where if you have the login credentials or whatsoever of one thing you can actually go through and link that with what you're playing it on and then can essentially have the cross progression sort of thing currently right now they're working on it like uh, behavioral studios i believe is uh, still working on it but uh other than that though the studio also went on to say that they are trying to improve bits of matchmaking which if they are able to perfect a lot of the crossplay stuff, it will solve a lot of the issues that people have been having with queue times, obviously, <laughs> in terms of waiting for matches. I know personally when I was still playing on the PS4, I was having I was trying to 
play the game during the night and having wait times anywhere between 7 to 10 minutes just to get into a lobby and then go through even longer sometimes just to get into the match itself. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, there were a couple of fun things that came out of that stream. But, yeah, just the whole thing with Pyramid Head and stuff is just awesome. I love it. Yeah, it's great to see that you know this game's still doing really well and it's being supported, and the idea of like of a back or not backwards a crossplay. Um, that's cool to see. Like, I've always been a proponent of like it's, it's it's nice to have that, but I've always been like it keeps especially like these kind of like um, these middle tier games. You know, like obviously like a Call of Duty and Division, big games like that. They're always gonna have their audiences, whether they're crossplay or not. They're always gonna have a good audience of people to play with. But like. These type of games, um, I think, all like are the ones that need it the most. But the big thing is I'd love to see eventually is like cross chat. But I mean, maybe that's yeah. too much to ask for. But uh, um, I'm definitely seeing that in Predator. Where I like to have that. But um, <clears throat> I mean, you know, like yeah, like Predator. Like it's like it's a PS4 exclusive right now. I don't know if it's eventually going to come to Xbox or not. But it's like it's on PS4 and Steam. Uh, but like just like getting in like a match right now is like it takes about a minute, minute and a half to get a match together. But also, yeah, but if you want to play as a predator, it's it's like the average wait time is like seven eight minutes, so it's like yeah, because everyone's playing the predator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, especially in a game with with only five people in it, you know, only one person in every match can be predator. So obviously, you know, it makes it even harder to get in. So um, having that is, I think, more important than ever. But um, that's cool to see. You know, like definitely um, supporting that. that. You know, I I love like I enjoy these type of games. Um, like obviously I'm playing, you know, I still play Predator. I used to play a good, you know, dozen games or so every week. Um, so seeing like this stuff get supported and all that, um, is, is awesome to see. Um, but moving on to our next topic here, Gables, uh, Marvel's Avengers, um, the Square Enix game. Um, we're, we're getting a, uh, showcase for it on, uh, June 24th. They're calling it the War Table stream. Uh, they're going to show off some, uh, a teaser, uh, with uh, it's a new trailer, uh, new trailers, uh, co-op gameplay and the story mission um, is a big thing that we're gonna see from this. Uh, you know, that was this was a big game, thing that was shown off from Square Enix last year, outside of uh, Final Fantasy VII. Um, is this? I mean, it was supposed to come out May fifteenth. Been delayed. It's got delayed to September fourth. Uh, I mean, I, don't, I know you're not like you're not. A, I, I love the Marvel movies. I know you're not a Marvel movie fan. Um, well, but from what we've seen of that game and the know of the game, where, where's your example for this? To be perfectly honest, it's kind of moderate. I need to see more of it in order to get like a good opinion of it. So I'm just going upon when it was first revealed, and it did not look as hot as uh, I was expecting it to be. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just taking a wait-and-see approach with it. Yeah. And that's, that's interesting, because I think it was, it's kind of crazy to think that like this time last year, I think Avengers was like, the game everybody was most hyped to see going into E3. Like, what is this game going to look uh-huh. like? What's this game going to be? And it's like, now this game is like, well, it's coming. It's like, it's also, it's like Marvel is probably maybe the hottest IP in entertainment right now. Like, as far as like, if it, if it drops a, a movie or a trailer or something like that, it's going to be huge. Everything. Like, it's going to, everybody's going to be talking about it. Um, and this game, you know, this game's coming out in a few months still, allegedly. And there's not that, build up or excitement. maybe when we get closer maybe like july or august we'll, we'll get more there if it doesn't get delayed again but yeah my interest in this game you know as someone that loves the marvel movies i 
I've watched in game uh, probably five six times. Um, I've watched a lot of their movies multiple times. I love the characters. I love the uh, this game or the the, the this these you know the story and, the, and everything like that. Um, I have my my level for interest level in this game is extremely low. Um, I have I mean especially when you come and find out it's basically just like another division style game. It's another uh, Destiny style game. It's like I get that that's where we're going with games nowadays, but it's like that's not what I wanted. In this, I wanted something more of like what's the um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. I wanted something more like that. Like, fine, you can make it behind the back third person shooter style game or uh, action adventure game, but like, I, I was hoping the online it wouldn't be an online only style game. Maybe if that's not the case, that would that would change my opinion. But I heard the, I heard the big thing, the reason, the big reason the game got delayed from May to September back in uh, January was. Uh, during the game testing for this, uh, a lot of the people like testing and working on the game were like, "This game, it's technically fine, but it's not fun to play." So, which is a major issue. Like, that's like the biggest issue with like every one of these like style of games where it's like that. I mean, not only in the content in it as well, but like you look at like Destiny. Destiny is a everything about the game. You know, runs well, works well. The gameplay is, you know, what you expect from um, from Bungie. Uh, it's top notch, but it's like this game isn't very fun after a little while, or like there's not much to do after a little while. Um, so to hear that, it's just like, ugh, okay. So I, I don't know. I, my interest is definitely, like I said, it's a, it's pretty low. But I I want I'm 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 open to like what can happen, and hopefully it you know it comes like this the the gameplay comes out and looks great and the story mission like I'm not I'm not like totally turning my brain off this game. I'm definitely gonna watch this event on June 24th, but. Yeah, like you said, wait and see approach, but uh, it's got a very steep uphill climb for me, and I, I feel like for a lot of people. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see. Um, and I think we oh we have one more topic. I'm sorry, um, we could probably make this a fast one. But uh, Anthem okay. uh, is possibly making a comeback um, in a sense. They they talked about I believe at the end of last year or the beginning of this year where uh, they're putting a real emphasis on. Uh, bringing back Anthem and kind of re- reworking it. Apparently right now they have like an incubation team as they're calling it of 30 people to start. Uh, it's going to be a long process of uh, turning this game around, re- reworking it and, uh, you know, uh, moving it around and making this game work. You know, kind of like what we've seen a lot with like with the original Destiny or like Final Fantasy 14, like pretty much like Division, something you see from a lot of big games that come out. Um, but uh, I don't know, like can you see do you, do you do you have hope that you know bioware um can turn not only this game around but their image around for with anthem it's going to be incredibly difficult either way they're pretty much they're pretty much going against the tide in this case and scenario to where the game released they had a lot of hiccups had a lot of things go wrong with anthem yeah to the extent where a lot of people have lost interest and quintessentially, the most telling of a game when it first releases, that's the initial install base. That first release period right there, that's where you're going to have the most people. And because of how largely this game has bombed and stuff, anything is possible. However, I feel like in terms of things, I think this stuff with Anth- with uh, Anthem, with their uh, development team, like, of like what 30 people that are going through trying to re 
think and re-strategize and reshuffle the entirety of what Anthem is. Yeah, I think it's too little too late, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't feel that this is going to be the kind of thing where we're going to be checking about maybe like a year or two from now and saying, oh, hey, you know, Anthem's still around, this and that, you know. Oh. It kind of feels like the opposite to where I feel like, personally, Fallout 76 has a better chance of, you know, regaining... Well, just going through and becoming a, a better experience in that regards than, say, an Anthem is, personally. Yeah. Um, it's... I think you look at, like, <clears throat> those games that really turn around, like Division, uh, Destiny, Final Fantasy fourteen, like I was, we were saying. Um, those games, like, at their core, the gameplay was there. It just didn't have, like, the story, the content that we were wanting. Like, you look at Destiny 1, like, the story was terrible. Um, yeah. And like you definitely felt like the, the way everything you were doing was like really felt like the same. Like it's something I've talked about every time we talk about that game. Like when you, me, and Jake played through that game together. Like the the first time I played the game, um, was like well, I remember we beat the game and I had no idea that was the final boss. And I beat the game like <laughs> like we beat the that was it. That was the final boss. I'm like I had no fucking idea. And we're like yep. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know it's something like the big like a lot of praise I gave Destiny too was like. Man, they built it's like the most basic thing in storytelling for everything for a hundred years. It's like there's here's a bad guy, here's like the build up to beat the bad guy, and you beat the bad guy, and I'm like, oh, this is great. I really enjoyed this game. It made a huge difference, and then like yeah, it did. Uh, um, you know, and they they definitely did a good job with it. But you look at like with Destiny One, it's like taking with taking King and all that. Like they like that was a huge difference. Like they saw the issues, and it's like we're just gonna build it on Nathan Filling, which is always a great idea. Just build it on Nathan Filling. He'll make anything he does great. But um, you know, you, you look at that. Like, the, but the main thing that, like I said, worked for that was like the core, of the, like the most important aspect of the game, the gameplay. You know, like I mean, like I I could play a mediocre game with great great with great gameplay, and like I played great games with great gameplay with you know a bad story a mediocre story and i just kind of fell off of them like i can work my way through like like you know a lot of naughty dog games like the gameplay is not like it's it's fun they do a good job like they work really well with what, for what it is but it's not like it's not call of duty gameplay it's not like the top notch top notch like gameplay but the story is what entices you keep you going um and you you look at like uh um anthem it's like i played it you know i, I purposely saved that game until E3, I'm like, all right, I find, I'm like, I have a chance. Sit down. I'm gonna give this a real shot. And I played like three hours. And I'm like, this game was just not fun. Like, it's cool being Iron Man. Like that first, like that first few times flying around, flying through the waterfall, and all that. I'm like that, that's that's really cool. And it's kind of fun. But it's like after it wears off, and you start playing the gameplay part of it, it's like this is not great. And that's like we talk about. Like you know, I talk about like um, like you look at Mass Effect. But the thing that everybody really loves about Mass Effect is it's like that story like those characters they built that world they built and it's like not so much like you look at max mass effect one that's the gameplay not that great mass mass effect two a lot better they basically just ripped off gears of war um yep. but it was a lot better and it was a lot more fun to play oh, yeah. but um yeah i think that's i think that's honestly like maybe for like not a lot maybe a lot of people can get past that but i just for me personally playing through it like anthem i i wonder if that's the case for a lot of people where it's like that just fell off of it where it's like it's just not fun to play um and you know you look at like if they can if if anybody should have been able to do this it should have been bioware to like make this you know those on those live um uh games like 
this, they, they should have been the ones to like make this work. And I just couldn't. And I just feel like unless you're like rapidly changing the way this game plays, which isn't going to happen, um, I don't know what you can do to fix this game. And it's it's scary and it's sad to think that like, you know, what at the at beginning the end of this past last generation, like they were like the kings of like every whenever they came out, it's like they were the you know they were the big dick swinging, and you look at this generation, it's just like they have dropped off that drastically. You look, I mean, like the end of the last generation, you had Mass Effect two, Mass Effect three. Which was still a great game, but that the, the ending was terrible. But then you looked at like Dragon Age Inquisition, um, kind of all over the map. I think overall it's like eh, it's an okay game, I guess. Uh, you look at um, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, very bad game. Uh, and then you look at you know the Anthem. It's like they have really dropped the ball this generation. It's like it makes you very scared. Like if they come out with the Anthem next or whatever the fuck it's going to be called, and it doesn't do anything like it makes you scared like and then dragon age 4 is supposed to be coming uh, we might be hearing more about that in the next couple weeks um they've already revealed they're working on that game like i don't know it's very scary for the future of that company um but i don't know i mean like like you said like i don't i don't know I'm, I'm, it's very sad cables because we both love bioware and uh we would love to see them uh, work it out but who knows um, but finally, uh, well, we're into, uh, the, what we've been playing, uh, portion of the podcast, uh, mine's going to be really fast. Um, I played more predator, uh, still, like I was saying earlier, still really enjoy the game. The cool thing is for like seven bucks, they added, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He came back as his, he's, uh, um, he's Dutch from uh, the original predator. Mm-hmm. He's, he, he's the character, but he's like 2025. 20, like, so it's been 30 years. He's been like still, out killing predators and they actually got like him doing some like voice acting. So, um, I don't know. It's, it's whatever, but it's like, like you were talking about like adding in, like it's not as as cool as adding in like a new, uh, enemy in the game, but it's like, it's, it's pretty cool to see him in there. It's fun to play as him. I think, uh, he has some like different abilities. Like he has like, um, what was it? Like he can shoot, he has better, uh, hip accuracy. And, um, I think he has like better, like, or it's like, you can actually like put mud on yourself. Like, um, you couldn't like in the movie and it was like his, when you put mud on it, I guess it lasts longer with him. So that's cool. Um, and you know, it's fun to see. I hope that would be awesome. If they got uh, Danny Glover <laughs> to, to, to bring, bring him back. I just like, I'm too old for this shit. Uh, I just wanted to hear him say that part. Um, three prizes rule, but, um, the other game I'm playing, uh, I got, you know, after seeing the uh, uh, state of play, oh no, it was on Wednesday, I said earlier it was on Thursday, uh, for Last of Us 2, um, I went back and I started playing Last of Us uh, after that, mm-hmm. so I played the first four hours, uh, it, it's crazy to think that, like, I remember the first time, I didn't even have an HDTV at this point, but the first time I I, uh, I played, I put Last of Us in, which is crazy to think that was, I think, our second episode ever, we talked about Last of Us, here we are, episode 365. And yep. we're talking about Last of Us Part Two, and here soon we'll be actually playing the game. But um, uh, it, it was crazy the first time I, I, I start. I turned it on, and then like the, it was at the loading screen, and it has like the little dust particles come on, on the loading screen. And I'm like, oh my god, this is a, that looks amazing! Like it blew my mind, like how <laughs> how like cr- incredible this game looked. And now I'm just sitting there playing. And I'm at the st- the same. The dust particles are up and stuff like that. Those spores or whatever it is. I'm just like, huh, okay, that's cool. <laughs> it's like I'm sort of playing it, and I'm just like, this game doesn't look great. But it's crazy to think. I mean, I know obviously you know, we we have a whole new console, and we're at the end of the console generation. But it's just like, 
crazy thing. Like this game, like this was cutting edge. This was like the best game we'd ever seen at this point, and it's this point, and, and it's also been remastered for this current generation. Uh, I know it came, the remaster came out in 2014, but it's just like, yeah. But it's, like I said earlier, like I was, you know, like the 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 cutscenes, the gameplay, the or the the, the game, the gameplay is still good, but the cutscenes and the acting, the voice acting, all that are still cutting edge. Um, uh, so yeah, um, p- playing more of that. I don't know if I'm gonna beat it, but I just had that Jones to play some uh, Last of Us, and I was just sitting there trying to play some other games. I'm just like, man, I don't, I don't even want to like jump into anything really uh, too big until Last of Us Part Two comes out, and I have a decent backlog of games, but I just all I can think about is fucking Last of Us. But yeah, it's fun. I'm, I'm like, like I said, three or four hours into the uh, uh, into into play, replaying it for the this is my third playthrough. Um, and still fun as hell as ever. And also, it's kind of a refresher of the game, um, you know, because I, I haven't beat it since 2014. So yeah, that's all I've been playing. Last of Us and Predator Hunting Grounds. What about you, Gables? I'm continuing my adventure with Persona 5 Royal. I am now 80 hours in. Woo! I have one third of the game. Oh my god! <laughs> I have completed what is it? Four or five palaces. And I have done a lot of uh, various things in regards to social, like uh, the the whole social like uh, interaction, like building and stuff with your confidants. I've maxed at least a couple of them now, and I'll tell you what, it's very beneficial. You can go through and like max out a lot of these things early. <laughs> I have one confidant that I've maxed out status, and I actually changed her persona in that regards to where it actually evolved, and it's now a lot stronger. Than what it was, so I for, totally forgot that's actually a thing that happened inside previous games. To where if you max a confidant's like the highest level, like friendship and stuff, you can quintessentially have their persona evolve, get a lot stronger, learn more powerful moves. And uh, yeah, it took me eighty hours to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, what I would like to say though about this game, it, it still remains constant. You know, it's. It has a fascinating story, in my opinion. It definitely has a lot of great gameplay elements. I'm still learning and finding a whole bunch of different things to do. It's starting to close in a little bit now to where I feel like I'm getting towards that point of the game where it's getting closer and closer towards like uh, near the end of it, I want to say. Now, I say that, and then all of a sudden, another 20 hours later, that's going to be different. <laughs> but... Uh, what I did end up finding out, because I was literally curious about this, is whether the game had a new game plus. And so I checked, and yeah, there actually is a new game plus similar to that of uh, how I played through Fire Emblem Three Houses last year. So quintessentially, the new game plus for this game is like you keep the same personas inside of your like compendium. So quintessentially, you could start out with like your same weapons, all of your money, and like all the persona that you've pr- pretty much used for a previous playthrough. You keep the same like uh, game, like you keep the same save file, right? And it just keeps on adding hours to the game. So quintessentially, if you finish it like around 103 hours or something, you'll you can add more to that total. So, quintessentially, you could have it to be where you maybe have, like, a 300-hour, like, a gameplay or something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one thing that uh, 
I kind of noticed and stuff is with the uh, social interacting thing, you know, for when you do New Game Plus, it doesn't keep the things, like, unlocked and stuff. So I would probably have to go through the entirety to try to maximize all the social link stuff. But for the actual character skill things in regards to the uh, five points, say for kindness, guts, let's see, um, don't want to say dexterity, but proficiency, and uh, all the other stuff in regards to that, it keeps the points for there, which I'm very happy about because that means if I do eventually go through another playthrough of Persona 5 Royal, that I will keep those points and I wouldn't waste some of my uh, off time inside the game in regards to different types of mini games or different types of other things just to build up those things. <laughs> like, for example, if I maximize my knowledge and stuff, I am probably just going to go through and just be able to unlock things quicker and much more efficiently. It's the number one thing I like about games that provide you with uh, the new game plus because you quintessentially can go through have some of the best weapons, have some of the best things immediately from the get-go, which, in my honest opinion, makes it more enjoyable. And uh, other than that, though, you can also adjust, like, difficulties, too, while doing that. Like, say, if you play the game on easy or normal, you can switch it on to hard with all your weapons and everything else, mm. and it feels like more of an easier transitional thing. But, uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying Persona 5 Royal still. It's kept my attention. It's kept me wanting to learn more and how I'm going to go through and do more stuff. But I am just delighted that I can do a new game plus, that I don't have to start through and build from square one again. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's all I've been playing. <laughs> well, very cool, man. Uh, glad you're still sticking with that game. Uh, <laughs> like I said, like I always say, that game sounds incredible. Just, nah, man, that's too much. It would literally take me, like, six months to beat that game. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you want to hear more from us, we have a uh, Facebook gr- uh, group. We have a Facebook page. Uh, we're on Twitter, um, on Twitch, on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, all those places. Just check out, drunk, uh, look for Drunk Dash Nerds, Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast, Drunk Nerds. You'll find us on there. Um, if you do that, subscribe, follow, um like uh thumbs up uh comment whatever you can to help us uh to uh be seeing more people to help us out we really appreciate if you did that um also twitch.tv slash colonel gables check them out on there um yeah thank you guys so much for listening i was host i was tyler and i've been colonel gables so until next time everyone stay safe remain happy most importantly of all, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. Hey, Gables. Yeah. Too sweet. Too sweet, huh? Bye, guys. See ya. beers there anyways we're on itunes now so go on there check us out
And if you like us, leave us a review. And we'll even shout you out. And Jack will send you his credit card number. <laughs>